0: Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. It is brought to you, as always, by Laura Lee Smith. She's a real estate agent in the Bryan College Station, Texas, and surrounding areas. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you are in the market to buy or sell a home in that area, Please call or text Laura Lee at any time. She's honest, trustworthy, hardworking, all those things you need when you're making such a big per- purchase and investment in your life like buying a house. If you don't like what she has to say, then move on down the road and go to the next agent. But I guarantee you, you will really appreciate what she has to offer. So call or text her at any time at 979-218-2315. That's 979 218 2315. Also, my friend Danny has taken a step out in his entrepreneurial career and has C5 mobile RV repair. If you have a vacation on wheels, he will come out to you and he will fix it and have you running smooth the rest of your vacation. So any RV, camper, trailer, anything of that nature, give him a shout. Look him up on Facebook. His number's posted up there. He can take care of you if you have any of that stuff going on. If you would like to support the podcast monetarily, head over to 95 com and purchase any of the great coffee flavors. We have the Sugar Shane cookie and the trail mix in stock, and that is just flying right now. And I really do appreciate everybody who has bought the coffee. So hurry on over there and buy some of that. The Sugar Shane, the regular brand, it's all in cake cups, ground, whole beans, you name it. We've got it over there. If you want to support it the most important way possible and for free, then like, rate, review, and also Share and post on your social media the episodes such as this one that you enjoy, and it really does help the podcast out tremendously. So I thank you to everybody who does that. This episode is with Elaine Moen. She is a holistic and mental health human out of New York. I guess is the best way to put it. I always have trouble verbalizing that, but she's just overall a really cool human being. She helps people out in so many different ways. And I didn't know much about exactly what she did before we got into this conversation. And we had a bunch of hiccups with uh, my computer being a turd and you name it down the line and freezing and having to start over. So, what you're getting is a pickup on our conversation, basically, and and redoing it, and it still comes out amazing. Uh, I could talk to her for a long time about a lot of different things and learn so much from Elaine. So without me blabbing on any more about anything, I really do appreciate Elaine and putting up with all the technical difficulties, and I hope you enjoy this wonderful conversation with Elaine Moen. Round two. So far, no inter- like no freezing or whatever. We had some technical stuff to start this off. So thanks for being on again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <so> <laughs> you. Return guest. We go fifteen minutes and then we come back around. <laughs> All right. So we'll like fill everybody in. Uh, you live in New York and you do like some holistic stuff, right? I do. I
1: live in New York. Um... New York City-based yoga teacher, holistic health coach, is my role right now that I'm stepping
0: into. Yeah, and I guess explain for everybody again for the second time how that all all works, like the details of being a holistic health coach, or like I what you were explaining to me uh, before we started this was like a um, it's like really mental health.
1: A lot of it is mental health. So I pull a lot of that into it. Um, I also take a lot of different parts of like spirituality and Eastern medicine, um, yoga, like different principles that I feel like have really allowed a way for, for us to heal because it's not, you know, and what I offer and what I kind of, what I help you work through, it's not that there is the way, but it's one way. And so a lot of it is either through like meditation, um, really like self discovery. There's some yoga, there's some homework that I give you, um, uh, you know, even affirmations and like a lot of breath work too is really into it. So knowing what I know about astrology, which is a big thing, I pull that into it. Um, what do I know about psychology and what I know about different holistic practices like yoga and meditation and breath work, uh, writing prompts that kind of stuff to allow people to go below the surface and actually really and to be able to really drop in on who they are where they are what they want and where they want to go
0: the breath work is interesting to me it's fascinating because so many people across the board have started more and more using breath work Uh, from athletes to like just mental stuff and the um, a lot of the things that I look at like uh, in competition or in anything that's high stress just taking a breath in between four to seven seconds, holding it for four to seven and letting it out for four to seven or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, it calms your uh, fight or flight down.
1: It does. I mean, and just yeah. being able to breathe. And what I observe too is most of us don't know how to breathe. And when I teach my classes, I encourage everyone to notice if they're breathing into their sternum or into their belly. But when you breathe into your belly, into your diaphragm, you're able to access that's your parasympathetic nervous system. You're able to actually go deeper into the lungs, and it releases your lower back. It releases actually tension in your body. And I was doing some breath work today, and I could feel the inhales go all the way into the bottom of my lungs. And then when I exhaled, I would press it out of my feet, and I was sitting when I was doing it. And you just, it's just how good it feels just to breathe and like just be in your body, which is interesting in New York because we're all just like, <laughs> I don't even know where my body is. I just know I gotta be over there.
0: Yeah, and all of the air quality and everything else that goes along with that with big cities anywhere really, but um, uh, it the so maybe you can actually I don't know if you've ever heard this before or not I've actually said this a couple of times because I heard it somewhere and I thought it was interesting so I do it from time to time and I know there's no science or whatever behind it but. Whenever I've got like uh, maybe an issue, or I'm stretching, or like I've had an injury, or just something's up right with my body physically, I try to breathe to that spot, and yeah, then yeah, and then I breathe can't. out. And I know that it, like it's not going to that spot. Like if I've got a problem in my hip, I'm not you. I'm not breathing into my hip. But for some reason, and I don't know if it's placebo with me or not, but. It seems to help relieve the tension in that area.
1: Well, it's, I think just where your focus goes, your energy follows. Like, I think it's really just that simple because you've allowed yourself to mentally go there, and our thoughts are just as powerful as what we put in our body. And same way, like the breathing stuff. And I think we've, yes, they say there's not a science to it, but like just being how powerful our minds can be which is why I I say, like, you create your reality. Like, whatever you want, whatever narrative that you want to stay in, you'll stay in. Whatever reality that you want to create, you'll create. But I think having just the ability and noticing that it's acknowledging that a part of your body needs some kind of, like, love and tenderness and nurture, whether it, you know, and and that can go in a lot of different ways, but you're pausing to at least slow down and um, hold space for that place. And I did the same thing. Like, I just – and again, whether it's whether it's a placebo or not, it's something to believe in that is is nurturing and calming to your body, and it seems like it works. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't sit there and I'm like, I'm just going to breathe into my hips, and then my hips hurt. Like that, just, that never happens to me.
0: Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's funny, like bringing up the placebo thing and and that part and the breath work, and I don't mean to like throw it totally off kilter, but. Um, I thought about this when you say it doesn't matter if it's placebo, because it really doesn't. In my eyes, it really doesn't matter. If it works, it works. So your mind's a very powerful thing. And like, I don't believe in any of the astrology stuff. It just doesn't, it just doesn't (laughs) hit me. My wife, my wife is into it. And her in she, here? Can yeah. we just her a <laughs> She even has a I'm cup. Like, she know
1: exactly what it is. She even has
0: a, a coffee cup she drinks out of that says Pisces on it. It has the symbol and everything. I don't even, I could not tell you what I am. And she's told me a hundred times. I can't even tell you what my symbol is. Um, somebody posted something on social media the other day. And I just thought it was a funny comment because I posted back. I go, I don't know what sign this is, but I'll tell you when I'm four steps ahead of you. Out loud. Uh, it was just a post he made he was saying this sign does this secretly I'm three steps ahead of you and I'm like I don't know what that is but I'm four steps ahead of you and I'll tell you to your face <laughs> but um,
1: That's true, given your sign.
0: but I don't I also as, as silly as I may think it is or the theory or whatever I don't I also don't discourage people or make fun of them so much because I think That placebo and finding something to believe in is real. So like if they believe in it and it helps them out, like if it's a good message of the day, like for instance, I signed up for this email from the universe, right? Every single morning I get an email from the universe and it has a message and you you fill out the information and it's a human or a generated response coming to me. It's not the universe that's sending me this email, but it's a fantastic way to start my day out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a unique way of looking at life and maybe something that'll spark something uh, creatively in my head that helps me out. And so that's why I do that and subject myself to that.
1: Sure. No, and I agree with that. And I have have these conversations. I actually had one yesterday and I had one a couple months ago. But um, to your point, like, okay, so astrology, you know, people look at it that it's just a pseudoscience, which I hear you. Like, I hear what you're saying, but it's really just a precursor to astronomy when we would look up at the stars and try to make sense of all these things, you know, what's going on with the planets and then things kind of move in patterns. And we, we see that in our lives. We see that in the shifts. We see that over the course of history, like that is consistent. Like, and you can look at that and that is something tangible that you can give somebody in the same way that you can follow the planets in that way. And, you know, astrology is, I love it. I try not to use it as a crutch. Like it's not a crutch, but it's a tool that you can use to help yourself understand who you are on a deeper level, like what your wants, your desires, how you communicate, how you love. Um, and even to, uh, and you can use it for in a universal sense of like, all right, well, what's kind of coming next? Uh, and again, you try not to rely on it too much, but you know, so in a couple of months ago, I was in Joshua Tree and I did a mushroom trip with two of my girlfriends.
0: Oh my gosh! I want to. I I don't necessarily want to do the mushroom part of it, but going to Joshua Tree sounds awesome to me.
1: I mean, do one or the other. I combine them if you're ready. But like, it was. I mean, that place alone. And I've always been pulled to the water. Um, I love the ocean. I love the beaches. I love freediving, scuba diving, surfing, all of that stuff. is Stunning. It looked like. Um, Salvador Dali's playground. That's what I felt like it was.
0: That's awesome. And,
1: um, but we did a mushroom Yeah, it was, I mean, it was just like, you just don't see it. And then parts of, you know, at times I was on mushrooms, but there was, uh, <laughs> so I was like, Is it, am I a Salvador Dali's Like, where am I really? Uh... <laughs> you i know things correctly, but it was a microdose. But so we were talking about it on the way home right? and there's, we, trust into the universe and try not to do too much trust that like you just stay at home and don't do anything but really paying attention to the signs and i've always been pulled to the, the planets and the moon and i even got a tattoo on my arm center of our brain and then the rest of the cosmos is maybe pulling us in one direction or another or there are all these other things that are going on but at the end of the day there's so much beyond our psyche and beyond our comprehension and to your point of like placebo it's something to believe in that gives me a little more faith and hope in humanity and that things are just going to work out the way they are supposed to. And when I tell people that, you know, like, all right, so you can believe that this is all love and you can believe that, you know, maybe we're here for a purpose and maybe we're just, and ultimately, I think we really just want love and connection. Like that's kind of why we're here. And like, how is the alternative serving you? Like if you move from a space of like hate and you're always discerning and you're critical, like, how is that going
0: to help anyone or anything? Yeah, like, I mean, so I with, that, without yeah. any of that, you'd be, like, sad, right? I mean, it'd be kind of a sad existence without anything of that nature, without anything to believe in or anything to follow or anything to do. It would be kind of... But you said something important. I think I think I hear a lot of people with the astrology part. My wife is not one of these. She does not use it as a crutch. Uh, she thinks it's fun and she follows it and the characteristics or whatever. But... Using it as a crutch like, oh, I'm acting this way because I am this symbol and that's okay. Um, that sort of thing. Like, you know, the, I, I hear people and see people do it all the time and using yeah. that that part as the crutch is the bad part.
1: I agree. And it's the same thing of understanding that you're – I mean, you know, it's I read these things sometimes and it's like, hey, sorry – I couldn't show up for you it's because when I was 12 years old my girlfriend cheated on me and now I don't know how to like be in a relationship like get the fuck out of here like (laughs) not continue to blame your traumas on your behavior because because that's not okay in the same way that like you can associate with this astrology sign and that excuses this behavior no you cannot associate with you know and, and these things are real right so like your feelings are facts And it's important to deal with those things. But as you continue to use your past and not take responsibility or be held accountable for your actions, you're just like, then you just end up floating, right? And that's hard to get yourself to where you want to go. Right. And then you just like you leave so too much trust into what you think things are supposed to be that you forget to take action and forget that you are in complete control of your life. These are just things that will help you understand maybe why you make the choices that you do, which is what I do with the coaching, too. So like here's something that you do. Let's figure out why you do that. Let's try to figure out how we can not do that, because that is only getting you to so far when you want to be over here.
0: Yeah, so it's figuring, it's really and truly figuring out like the personality of the human. Like their characteristics, their habits, their traits, uh, how they feel, why they make the decisions, whether it's impulse or whether they're thinking too much, um, whatever it may be. You're figuring out where their faults are in that, like basically a sounding board off of them with some education and mapping out a pathway to help them find better habits to improve their life.
1: Yeah. And I kind of, I really ultimately, I just hold space and I ask questions and I encourage them just to go deeper and to drop into what is really going on because I can only take them. I'm just here to guide you. Um, But ultimately, I think that we kind of know if we sit with ourselves long enough, we can hold space for ourselves to understand maybe why we're making the choices that we are.
0: Well, I mean, before people think it's like real silly, like why do you, know, why call somebody or why reach out to somebody such as yourself? Because if you're just going to ask questions and just, you know, you can't change anything in my life, why should I go do that? You know, I, if I can do it myself, why am I just not doing myself? Well, it's because in everything, and this, this is one of the things that athletics taught me growing up and uh, having a dad that played division one sports is you, you have to have a coach. It doesn't matter how good you are. Like you may be super talented, and the coach doesn't have any talent, but the re- you need him because he's an outside set of eyes looking in on something objecti- objectively, and he has the knowledge to help you get where you want to go.
1: Yeah, and it's in the same yeah the same space of like it's when you're when you're when you're emotionally in something that you feel is kind of consuming you. It's almost it's too close. It's too close for you to. Put, like, step outside of yourself and, and assess things from a different perception, um, a different reality space. So, you have somebody that has either probably been through that, like you were saying, and they can help kind of guide you through it um, without telling you what to do. And I think that's that. I think it's just so important to have a coach that has either they just hold space for you and creating a framework for you to live a life that you want to live. And a lot of questions I have, perceptions, every story, there's like what person A said and person B said, and then there's what actually happened. Because what actually happened doesn't take on any emotions or feelings. That's just the reality of it. But when we can be caught up in in how our heart is feeling and our, our you know, where our head goes, it's, it's too close to figure it out. So you have somebody that just helps guide you through it. And it goes back to the, you know, I think we all just want love and connection. So finding somebody that sees you, that can sit with you, um, that understands you, makes you feel less alone. I didn't think they're even saying right now that loneliness is, um, you know, a higher cause of death and than, than like stroke and cancer and, and heart failure.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, they even say that. Uh, I told you I was teaching a bunch of safety courses on stuff. Uh, the driving portion of it, uh, the psychology behind why we drive in packs, you know, why we drive in clusters, is because human beings are. I mean, we're, we, need, uh, we need others. We need people around us, like surrounding us. We want to be around. We're social beings. Um, and that's the way we want to survive, kind of like wolves. We want to be in a pack, and we need to be in that pack. Otherwise, we're not in our natural place, the things that make us happy. So even down to things like subconsciously what we do, like driving, that's, it makes perfect sense. We just want to be around people. We don't want to be lonely.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, nobody
1: wants to be lonely.
0: What got you into all this stuff?
1: (laughs) Deep seated and rooted, like, rooted development, probably. Um, I don't, you know, I think I've always been, I've always asked a lot of questions and I've always been concerned. For a while, I was concerned with what I was going to do with my life and what my purpose was. And I put a lot of emphasis on it to a point where kind of drove me crazy a little bit or it made me feel a little um, alone in some spaces. But, um, yeah, I think I was probably 14 when I started to ask questions like, what am I going to do when I get older? What am I going to do with the rest? That was One part of it. Uh, so I've always, you know, and I've always explored uh, Ayurvedic medicine and just trying to, and maybe it was like I was actually just feeling, you know, maybe I was feeling lonely. I think I felt alone. And then I was searching for a form of connection that I didn't, That wasn't readily available so I started to kind of drop in on myself and go outwardly and when I was about 16 my brother was diagnosed with a brain tumor and that was pretty hard that was very actually it was very difficult it was a challenging time to be in a family of four that then felt like um, you know as much as my parents like loved me they were there for me they were amazing but there a lot of their focus and attention went to my brother who was 12 and it was kind of left on my own to grow up so I grew up very fast at 16 Uh, and I think it's just maybe in some ways I was always just searching. I was never, I was never being, and there were a lot of other experiences that life that kind of brought me here and there. And then now I'm in, now I'm in New York coaching on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, well, what happened to you? Did your brother make it through that? It kind of cut out a a little there, but did your brother make it through? Uh, did, I mean, what, what happened with that part?
1: Yeah, he did. He made it through. He's married. Um, no, he's good, but it's um, so that's no, that's all great, and I think you know they. I feel that those who have experienced life in a certain in a certain way, and then even certain through through certain, then go back and help others heal, and that's also ultimately what I offer. I just um, there's been trying to be my own walking testimonial as I continue to help others through um, healing the relationship with themselves. So they feel like they're at home and they can learn to trust themselves and be so in love with themselves that they realize that every, that they can give themselves everything that they want and they need, including the connection. And then you, you, you understand like the connection and the love. I think it's a big part of it
0: too. Yeah, that's, I, that's I mean, sense. no, it does. It makes perfect sense. And, and the reason I asked that is because I lost one of my best friends in the whole world. He was, he had just turned 40 uh, mm-hmm. or, or right about to turn 40. He was forty, right there. He was right on that. Bubble. it was right before his birthday, and um, he had had some these crazy brain tours This guy was in like he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, you know. He's he he was fit. Um, he was running one day and just passed out, and then they found out he had this massive tumor, and it, it was a within a year he had something like five different tumors. They took it out, fixed it he got another one rapid growing like really fast and then finally the last one he passed away from so it was uh it was just like it was a crazy experience being around that and being around his family so much that you can see the toll that it takes on not just the person but the family that has to you know supply help to to them and like the pain and suffering they go through just watching their sibling or their you know child or whatever it is go through something traumatic like that so as a kid it would be like as th- these were all grown adults you know all the kids were were on their own and grown up and you're just a kid so i imagine that takes an even further toll on you um i think i lost you in the last part Oh, okay i was saying it takes a little further toll on you as far as like being a kid because the people i was around were they were all grown up you know, having to deal with this and you were just, you know, you're like, what were you? 14, you said?
1: 16 16 years old.
0: Yeah. 16. Okay. So like you're, you're in a very critical stage, especially for a female, like very critical stage in life. And then that all, all that stuff happens. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a tough thing to find your path through.
1: It is. It is. And then, um, you know, I uh, developed a very unhealthy relationship with myself, and I looked for a lot of outward validation because I wasn't getting it from maybe a source that I thought was always going to be available. And I entered some pretty unhealthy. And I think that the relationship that you set with yourself then sets the tone the relationship you have with everything else. So my relationship with food got really um, severe. I was in a few unhealthy relationships with men. Um, I had this kind of intense relationship with. Uh, physical activity Uh, but then I realized that like it's just kind of coming back to yourself but to your point it was it was hard because it was um I saw how much it destroyed my parents and how much guilt that they took on from wanting to protect somebody that they love so much and when I observed their pain and I felt their sorrow I felt like I couldn't be I couldn't be like that. I had to be strong and I had to keep my head up and I had to, you know, I wasn't going to cry and I wasn't going to feel anything. And I think a lot of, in a lot of ways, I really strengthened my masculine energy, but I forgot about my feminine energy. Um, yeah, but you, and you kind of sit with that and you see how something is just, just wrecking somebody else's life. And, um, to try to keep it together for everyone else. And that got exhausting. So then I kind of ran away to Michigan a couple years later and I worked on a camp, but (laughs) I didn't run away necessarily, but I did like, it got too much, but you see, and I think you, even in these moments of, um, in grief is probably what you were, what you were feeling with your friends and and seeing that, but in the grief, just the act of thinking that things are going to be a type of way or things are going to go a type of way and then you, you you grieve over the loss of a vision that you had or a future that you thought was going to be you know something that you were going to be involved in
0: yeah yeah well i mean the and i all these things kind of tie together to what you're doing so like the experience of the experience that you had and it was running away to michigan whether it was like running away uh, it wasn't like a runaway like people think of but you're running away from all of those thoughts and having to deal with any of those emotions and figuring things out. You're just getting out of there. Like I just need a change. I need something different. I'm going to run away from that. Um, And in that sense, but all of these experiences from 16 on from this stuff, figuring them out and how to express them and see them in others. I I mean, it's a super important thing to, and a talent to be able to do and something super helpful. I would think for people to, to, and to be able to share it and to pay that forward, you know, towards, you know, whatever you found that works to pay that forward to help other people, maybe have a faster track to it.
1: I mean I've I've have I've said this out loud, like, you know, for people like I feel you and I feel for you, but it doesn't matter where you go, it's just gonna follow you. It's still gonna be there. Like it's not going anywhere. You can run all you want, you're just gonna run yourself around the world. Um but I do. I feel like it's it's a it's a Um, uh, my family has a long history a lot of my extended family has a history of being of service whether they were involved in the church or they did um, they were like probation officers or counselors or they've always kind of done that and it's I think ultimately I feel that they're not alone in this because when you do when things don't maybe go away that you're proud of there's a shame wrapped around it and then we don't talk about it, and then we suppress it, and then it and then it sits with us, and it manifests in our body, it manifests in our relationships, it manifests in our self esteem, it manifests in the way that we eat and breathe and sleep and communicate, and that's not a way to live, I think. And when the alternative could be like love and abundance and like butterflies and all that stuff, but um, it's really just trying to help people feel that there is a way out, and it doesn't have to be this way forever. You don't have to do you just one step at a time you can alter your reality and you can
0: change your narrative Ooh, changing your narrative <laughs> i you you've said a couple of those things in there that i've picked that i really like because um and it's you you 100 uh like just it's your choice like it's your choice to change where you go, what you're doing, and you know how you're doing. You do have a choice to change that. It's not like a set outcome that you've got there. Um, and then, like you said, changing the narrative. That all comes down to you. And you've also talked about accountability. Those are like three things right there that I'm just I'm I totally am on board. I try to check myself all the time, but I think it's lacking in a lot of the the problems or and. If you can help somebody become accountable without slapping it in their face because it's kind of, they, they get offended by it.
1: Yeah, I they mean, do. you know, like we're all sensitive. Like we're all just, I think we're, I feel like we're all just like 15 years old.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, I'm 12. I guarantee it.
1: Friend, my friend says that she's like, no, we're all four. And I was like, no, 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 you have to include the sex drive. Like we're 15.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The problem is I I still act like that sometimes. It's like, oh, geez. There you go. uh, All my kids' friends ask, like, does your dad really like Yes, he does. He acts like that all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I mean, that's part of, like, the the ownership or taking responsibility. And that's what I try to give people. It's like, okay, so I, I see you. I have compassion for you. I got this. I know what you're going through. But at the end of the day, this is your life. And this is your responsibility. And this is like this is everything that you choose for it to be. But now you have tools because you've understood a little bit more about who you are. You understand a little bit. You you've maybe relived some traumatic experiences, or you've been able to understand why you are the way that you are, why you live life, or make the choices that you do. But there is so much power in ownership. That when somebody can say something, you can be like, yeah, no, I did that. I did that. Whether it's in, you know, a positive or a negative light. Like, I don't think that there's right or wrong, or good or bad. It's just what it is. But <clears throat> there's a lot of life and excitement in taking responsibility for your mental health, for your physical health, for your emotional health, your relationships. And um, that's where I think people forget about. Like, sometimes I think it's very it's very simple. <clears throat> But we like to overcomplicate it because we have these emotions or we have these excuses. We have all these things that are like, I get, like I hear you. But your life is your responsibility, and that's and you have choices, and it, you have a lot of resources to change the narrative, or you can stay in it. Not
0: like People you, are, you can message you, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just reach out. You can't
1: it by yourself and you reach out and you find a coach because you don't have to go through the work alone. And I think that's when, had I not had all the support that I had through my coaches and my guides, I don't know what would have happened.
0: Yeah, so you got coaches yourself. Like you've actually sought out help and done the same exact thing of what you're doing right now.
1: Mm -hmm. The only thing that I didn't do was go to therapy. I never went to therapy and I never took medication.
0: The never taking medication part is awesome. Uh, There's a big... I am not a like some people need it, and those people really do need that medication. But there's so many people that just get on them because they think a pill's gonna fix it, and that shortcut, you know, that no accountability. Like, no, you're sad for a reason.
1: I see. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you're depressed for a reason. Let's figure out why you're depressed. Not give you a pill to try to make you not depressed. You know, because mm. that that doesn't. It's like. It's like a pain pill. All it does, it doesn't take away that you have a cut on your leg. It just tells your mind that that, it just shuts off that nerve for a second. It tells your mind that you're not hurting at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So if you left that wound un like, didn't fix it, you just left it open, uh, it would become infected over time, right? And get worse and worse. You know, where yeah. you could lose a limb, you, whatever. But it's the same thing with mental health. There's no difference between that thing. You just give it the pill. You're just you're by, you're bypassing the reason and not fixing the problem.
1: Yeah, you know, and you're you're just it's it's like we all want a quick fix, and like that has been proven over time. Like whether it's like diet pills or it's like you're just going to put on this waistband or you're just going to like do this juice cleanse and we're going to fix all your problems. But it's like you're not addressing the root of it. And I get it. Like we, we have a short attention span, and we don't want to do the work. But <clears throat> there's just so much freedom in doing that. And that, and then and the the medication, I don't have a lot of experience with, um, so I don't know how. I can't speak to how they actually feel. But it's it's just that sugar pill that is just going to make things either numb or quiet. But it doesn't make it go away. What do
0: you think made you not want to take the pills and go to therapy? It's,
1: it's too stubborn. i'm so stubborn i can be so stubborn i'm 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 not as bad as i used to be you know but i think mental health and whether you go to therapy or not it's if we were honest like we were if we were honest about how we were really feeling and i think that that's maybe i wasn't ready to be honest i think my, my mom tried to get me to go when my brother got sick and i wasn't ready to be honest and i wasn't ready to own up to how i was really feeling because i had maybe too much masculine energy, or I felt too brave, or I felt too ashamed of, you know, the the self-inflicting pain that I was doing, or how, you know, how I was acting or behaving. Um, So I think there was some resistance in that, but I ultimately, maybe it just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. Like, I knew, like, it was almost like maybe I knew better. Maybe I knew better. That was part of it, but I just felt like there had to be a different way, and that was not going to be how I was going
0: to do it. Do you feel like that? That it's like the like your therapy was going the route that you went and being vulnerable with these coaches and these other people? I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be a psychologist to go through therapy, really, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think, yeah, I think, had I not this way helped me heal my mind and my body. And, um, and I felt, you know, I trusted the people that I was working with and I felt like I was really, um, I was really able to open up and they heard me and they saw me and they just allowed me to, they just held space in a way that, um, felt really safe for me.
0: Oh, uh, um, there's, there's like the most important part I think is like making feel, po- people feel comfortable and safe with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and what's your process for like, do you know how exactly I do that? Or do you just get a read off of it from the human being?
1: I get a read from it. I get, I do. I get a read from it and there, and then you, you can look at actually other tangible things too, but I do believe in energy and, you know, some people say that time is all that matters. And I think energy is really all that matters. We have only so much energy to give and to receive. Um, but I think it's the same way that you can you can walk into you can walk up to somebody and you can tell if like they're genuine or they have a good a good vibe to them, which again feels intangible. So then you use other things like is this person consistent? Is this person um, how does this person communicate? How do I feel when I communicate with this person? And we all have we talk about like intuition sometimes. Not we, I, and some other people perhaps. Intuition is is almost a muscle that you can strengthen. And learning to pay attention to that and how you feel when you make a decision or a choice can take you either towards something that's going to bring abundance or towards something that's going to bring chaos.
0: Oh, This this is just getting like – I know I've got – I'm actually going to have to run because I've got to go pick up kids at school and whatnot and we've had these delays. Um, But I definitely – if you want to do another podcast, I definitely want to do another one with you because this is just like touching the ice like the surface on all these issues that is a fun conversation for me whether it be like me questioning it or like having different routes or whatever like I I really like it I really enjoy it I dig what you're doing a lot um, Thank you. Thank not you knowing so not, not really knowing much about what you were doing before I even made this call you know um, <laughs> it, it, it like. Finding out about it and then hearing the actual process and stuff, it really like interests me. It's crazy. I I really like it. I like your philosophy and the way you look at it. It's really cool. But tell real quick, before we try to get a second podcast in or anything like that, tell everybody where they can uh, find you, how to contact you if they want to look more into this or ask you some questions, what the best route is to get a hold of you.
1: Um, I guess you can find me on the interwebs. I am on Instagram at Elaine in the city. My website is Um, There, You can reach out to me there. I am doing the rewrites for my website um, this weekend. So there'll be some changes to that, whether you jump on it when you do or later. Um, yeah, I think mostly... Thank you. I would love to do that again too, because we are I feel like we're just like scratching the surface. Yes. Where there's just like so much, but maybe <laughs> we'll leave people in a place where they, um, at least, I just want to make. I just want to encourage you to think, think a little bit more and, and discover and drop in. So maybe at least we've left them with that.
0: Oh yeah, no, it, it it really is awesome. I just wish we had more time to dive deeper into it and get everything out. And I mean, it's it's already we're already 40 minutes in still, but. It it just like I think there's more left to discuss and go over and everything like that. So um, if you're down, we'll do it. Everybody, go check out Elaine's stuff. I'll put it in the show notes. So if you're curious, you can just go click on it. It'll be fine. Um, all the information will be there. And Elaine, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate thank it.
1: Thank you
0: so much. This is amazing. I had a great time. Oh, I'm glad. I, I always really, get nervous. I look forward to part two. Oh, yes. I always get nervous that that, I was like, I hope they liked what, like, I hope they came off the way they wanted to, you know? Uh, But it's always a blast for me. So thanks again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: That's a wrap on this episode, everybody. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Elaine again for putting up with all the technical difficulties. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we can get round two in. Thank you to everybody who's gone to the website and bought coffee, shared, like, rate, reviewed the podcast can't thank you enough for that. Also, thank you to all the people who sponsor and support the podcast, Laura Lee and C5 Mobile RV Repair with Danny over there and just all the good stuff going on. I really liked this episode and enjoyed it and I hope you did too. So until next time, see you later.